This is WKOK Sunrise on your station for the best news, talk, and sports. News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Fabulous, sir. Can't be. That's Rob Center, our great producer on the other side of the glass. In the studio with us now, movie Mike McGranahan is here, professional film critic, author, and women in cinema advocate with his uh, review of, well, first of all, welcome aboard. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. All right, your first review, first of three, uh, 84 Brady. Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field team up in the comedy 80 for Brady. They play friends who are all obsessed with the New England Patriots and their star quarterback, Tom Brady. When the Pats make it to the Super Bowl, the ladies get tickets and take a road trip. Once there, though, they lose those tickets and have to find a way to get inside the stadium. Seeing these four legendary actresses together is an absolute treat, and they're clearly having a lot of fun. The chemistry they create is a pleasure to watch. And that makes me wish that 80 for Brady was a lot better than it is. Instead of sticking with the central idea, the movie goes off on dumb detours, like Field entering a hot wing eating contest, or Moreno and Tomlin accidentally taking edibles. Old women getting stoned, yeah, that's real hilarious. Never seen that before. The plot also relies on a series of lame celebrity cameos to get the characters out of various predicaments. I chuckled a few times during 80 for Brady, but rolled my eyes a lot more. Here's hoping someone will bring these four actresses back together sometime, but with a script that's worthy of their immense talents. On a scale of one to four, I give it two deflated footballs. Two. Yeah, <laughs> or partially inflated, since it's Brady. Right. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so 80 for Brady, just two, and uh, fabulous chemistry, but they just mm-hmm. needed more to do and to work with. Yeah, seeing these four actresses together is great, and I was so excited to see them because I'm a big fan of all of theirs, and then they're just plunked down into the middle of this stupid plot that keeps going in weird directions and doesn't really have anything to say. And then, of course, in the end, they try to go for pathos. They try to go for this big emotional moment that the movie really hasn't earned. And it's just a disappointment. And it's sad to me that you have Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field, and this is apparently the best script that's being offered to them. They can do so much more than this, and they just don't get the opportunities anymore, so they're stuck and things like this that are just dumb. What well, might be a film that would be worthy of their talents that other people were in that you've seen? Mm-hmm. That, describe the kind of film that might have been an ideal vehicle. Well, we're going to talk about one in a few minutes. The current Oscar-nominated Women Talking has great, meaty roles for women. It has substance. I would love to see them in a film like that. I remember when I saw On Golden Pond, what, 25 years ago. I thought, what More a... More than f- that, even. Whoever cast that. Yeah. Every character. That's a just, great film. Right, and just the perfect characters, uh, and uh, they were all experienced uh, can- uh, actors at the time. Um, okay, well, <laughs> Brady's retired, so... So this, mm-hmm. this, there won't be a sequel to this unless they come up with uh, uh, 84 uh, hertz or something like that. But uh, uh, so uh, this particular film uh, and any re- no redeeming quality, just the two half li- de- deflated footballs. That's about that. Yeah, I mean, again, it is fun seeing the actresses. Now, in fairness, I saw this movie at a packed screening with a mostly female audience. I was one of only two men in the audience, and the audience burst into applause at the end. So maybe other people will like this more than I did, but I found it very disappointing given the caliber of talent in the film. 
film. Mm, noteworthy observation. Yeah, good for you to pick that up. One of our listeners sends us a note. I wasn't going to read it, but I guess they will. says, and congratulations to these women. They've all had just a little work done and not way too much, like some women. Older mm. women, I guess. Uh, plastic surgery, I think they're referring to. Right. Okay. So, yeah, they didn't get too much done. Uh, so that's that. Okay. So that is 80 for Brady to... Deflated football. Deflated football. In so honor of Tom Brady. I don't know much about football, but I know that much. Well, he had a, a deflate gate, so that's yeah. that's pretty appropriate. Okay. Uh, mini review. The Amazing Maurice. This is a British animated film that opens nationwide today, including at our AMC. And Hugh Laurie provides the voice of this cat named Maurice, who runs a con where he and a bunch of rats go into a town, the rats invade, he comes in then and says, I'll get rid of them for you for a fee, and if you pay me a little more, I'll bring my human friend, the Pied Piper, to play his magical flute and lead them all away. And they get to one of their newest towns and discover that the place is under a famine. All the food is missing, and they have to figure out why, and it involves a very bad character who I won't say much about. Uh, This is a really nice, fun, funny animated movie. It doesn't have the exquisite storytelling that you get from a Pixar film, and it doesn't have the laugh of minute quality that you get from an Illumination Entertainment film, the people who make Minions and stuff like that. But it's nice, and it's charming. I think older kids, seven or eight and up, will enjoy it, and the parents will enjoy the wit in it. So it's kind of a fun little movie, not getting a lot of hype, but The Amazing Maurice is a good time for families, and again, slightly older kids, so I would give that three stars. Three, okay. Yeah, and I I sort of thought of, uh, we had recently watched the Pinocchio animated film that is is out now, the new one. The one on uh, Netflix or the one on Disney Plus, because we had two last year. Ooh. The well, most recent Tom one. Hanks or the one where he... Not Tom Hanks. Okay. The most recent. Oh, yeah, yes, with Tom Hanks. Thank you, thank you. The yeah. one where Tom Hanks plays Geppetto? Yes. Yeah, sorry yes. you had to sit through that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but I, I didn't really dislike it too much, but mm-hmm. it was totally different and not yeah. true to the story, and it was really just essentially more fiction. You know, it was totally mm-hmm. made up, but although this story doesn't really have a... Uh, it's not depicting another story. Okay, Amazing Maurice 3. So Three that's stars. not yep. too bad. All right, Women Talking. You were mm-hmm. impressed by this. Tell us about this. It's winning every award in history. It's nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars, and it takes place in a religious community where the women have pretty much all been sexually assaulted by the men. And some of the teenagers have even gotten pregnant that way. So they meet in the barn to decide how they're going to respond to this ongoing situation. They come up with three options. One is to do nothing, one is to stay and fight, and the other is to leave altogether. And the movie is them in the barn weighing back and forth these different options. It stars Rooney Mara, Francis McDormand, Jesse Buckley, Claire Foy. And it's a really interesting film, aside from the fact that it takes on an important subject matter, it's one of those movies where you just get riveted by the dialogue because one character will make an argument in favor of a certain position and then somebody will counter it and both arguments are completely logical and make a lot of sense. So you get very wrapped up. It's almost like 12 angry men in that way. Uh, It is a little bit on the talky side and because it takes place in one day you don't get a lot of character development. Each of these women is kind of designed to fulfill one role or have one personality trait. So I think that's a tiny bit limiting but women talking is still a very smart, intelligent 
intelligent movie about something that we need to have a conversation about. So I give that three stars as well. All right. Uh, well, I'm, uh, it pops into my head. Where do I see women talking? In theaters. It opens today at our local AMC. All right. And Amazing Maurice, you mentioned that. Yes, theaters. also at AMC today. All right. And same for 80, uh, 80s for Brady. So, um, okay. So women talking. The trailer is gripping mm-hmm. and uh, and not entirely revealing. So they've all had uh, sexual interaction with older men, and that's the uh, the, right. under, the foundation here. Right. The men in this community treat them as as objects, as there to fulfill their needs. So they've all been sexually assaulted in some way, and they're fed up with it. And a couple of them want to take very drastic actions and resort to violence. And some of them say, no, we should just leave. And then the Francis McDormand character says, we're all going to you know, burn in hellfire for eternity if we turn against our men. This is against our religious beliefs. So it's very fascinating to hear these different arguments being mm. made. Yes, yeah, stay true to your religious beliefs. I hadn't thought about that, but that would be another uh, aspect of that. Okay, so women are talking. Yeah, three stars. Three. Okay, fabulous. Uh, the death of Cindy Williams uh, this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Not too much into movies, but uh, certainly a well-known TV actress. That was why I wanted to talk about her. Everybody knows Cindy Williams from Laverne and Shirley. She died this week at age 75 after a brief illness. But she's so associated with that character that people may not realize she did so many other things. And I want to recommend two movies that she was in. Uh, the first is George Lucas's American Graffiti, where she co-starred mm-hmm. with Ron Howard and Richard Dreyfuss. Uh, and Harrison Ford before he became famous. One of my favorite films, and she's so good in that. And she was also in Francis Ford Coppola's The Conversation in 1974 with Gene Hackman, which is actually a Francis Ford Coppola movie I like better than The Godfather films or Apocalypse Now, two of the movies he's most well known for. And that was a dramatic role, and she's very good in that too. So yeah, if you miss uh, or you're sad about Cindy Williams passing and you were a fan of Laverne and Shirley, go and check out one of these two movies to see what else she could do, because she was a very talented woman. All right, yeah, she died this week, uh, Cindy Williams. And finally, Avatar, Mm -hmm. The Way of Water. Passed the $2 billion mark globally. We always talk about the billion dollar club here with movies. Mm -hmm. It it joined an elite group of uh, $2 billion grocers. But there are others. Titanic and Avatar are two of the others, and all of them were directed by James Cameron. So, you know, once again, he comes up to the plate and hits a grand slam. (laughs) James Cameron's probably a millionaire by now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to (laughs) guess. Okay. Oh, Oscars won't rescind Andrea Riseborough's nomination. You you, uh, opened my eyes to Mm -hmm. this, and of course it is much being talked about, and uh, investigation over, and the Oscar nomination stands. It's going to stand. There was a controversy over whether the use of her famous friends touting her online uh, was unfair or went against the Academy's practices for campaigning. They decided it does not rise to the level where they need to rescind her nomination, so she will remain a Best Actress contender. All right, yeah, Sort of the uh, entertainment equivalent of the Russian campaign for President Trump. You know, this idea of uh, unsanctioned uh, efforts to help somebody. And uh, it may, may, well, it worked. It did work, right? I mean, that's the conclusion. She got the nomination Award season is dirty. I mean, it is all about campaigns. It's not necessarily about the best films or performances as it should be. It's about who campaigns the hardest, how much money is spent, what the best campaign is. So, yes, it's very political. All right. Movie Mike, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic. His website, ILC.com, and his appearance sponsored by the Campus Theater. Of course, uh, campustheater.org. 